today, health and wellbeing. David Marston joins us, and we're going to be talking about insomnia. Well, it's um, it's surprisingly how common this is. In the last five or six years, in clinic, I've seen a lot more of this problem becoming more and more an issue. So, um, yeah, did you know that one third of Australians actually suffer from one from insomnia? So it's, so it's it is becoming quite a quite a, um, a, a major problem. And if you suffer from insomnia, and I've had patients who've suffered from insomnia for 40 years, so it's a major thing. So we and then, need of to, course, you get worried about it and concerned. And then, and then, and then it then just sort of snowballs. Gets so worse it's, and worse. It, how, how do you know if you've got insomnia as opposed to just, well, well I don't know, just for not yeah, having a bad night's sleep, yeah. yeah. Look, I think, I think basically you'll know if you have insomnia if you have difficulty in falling asleep. That tends to be the most um, common um, Mm -hmm. cause. Uh, It also can be waking up during the night. So, you know, we'll wake up at, say, 1 o'clock, but we won't actually get back to sleep for two or three hours, and that can be quite disturbing. And then in in trouble in getting back to sleep and then waking up too early. So we wake up too early, 4.30, and then just can't get back to sleep. It's just like we... Our, our body switches switches off from sleeping and just goes into this hyperdrive type of thing. And also feeling tired when you wake up. So maybe the quality of the sleep isn't as good as well. So there's some, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and if you, and you, 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 everybody sort of experiences some degree of sleep problems, but it may only be one or two nights where they'll have a difficulty, you know, in sleeping. But insomnia really is where it's kind of, Every night they'll have that problem, and that, and it builds this fear with them as well. They sort of think, oh, "I dread going to sleep because I know that I'm going to spend, you know, a majority of that night up and about." So I'm going to talk about that today, and and what ways, what can be causing it, what what things, and also what can we do about it. Well, that sounds like a very good idea, David. So let's perhaps start with the causes. Yeah, well, look, why look, do we look, suffer? I think there's a there's a number of things, and it's 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 uh, I, I, I call, call this um, great narrative of this um, thing called what we call cognitive popcorn. It's where we kind of have unwanted. We'll go to sleep, and then we trying to get to sleep, and we'll fall back to sleep, and then we'll go back to you know we have this constant in and out of sort of thoughts. That's one thing. Un, unwanted thoughts. You know, uncontrollable thoughts. Uh, it's if as if the mind has its own mind. It's out of your control. You just don't. You don't have anything going on. It's just like it's just out of your out of your head type of thing. So it's it's this noise is what I call it. It's the, it's a noise, and this noise can be either a mind level, like I was just saying, or it can be a body level. So I've got a few of my um, patients who've who've got a lot of pain, you know, they're in a lot of pain. So that doesn't help their sleep um, quality either. And there's also the environmental noise. So, you know, living next to a busy street, um, you know, the the room's not completely dark, those sort of things. So there's lots these, of causes. And yeah. these things don't necessarily affect everybody, do no, they? They're no, no, that's right. And, and, it, and it's, about, it's about sort of saying, well, what's in my situation? What can I control? Mm-hmm. And and it's it's it can be quite de- debilitating this pain as well. You know, like people have a lot of back pain, mm. um, headaches, 
neck pain, shoulder, you know, fibromyalgia, and a lot of my fibromyalgia patients have a lot of pain, and they find it very difficult to get a good night's sleep, and that then affects them during the day. So then they end up, you know, very tired or, um, you know, upset, and you know, it affects a lot of their their moods and all that sort of stuff during the day. So, it's what about various foods and things? Does... Look. look Look, foods are a common thing, yeah. and it's very important to get that right. So, one of the things can be too much caffeine. Uh huh. Yeah. Coffee so, late so, at night. So, 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 what um, caffeine does is it suppresses the production of melatonin. Mm-hmm. Now, melatonin is our, um, I guess, our body's way of getting us to slowly fall into a nice sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if you drink, and this is drinking excessive amounts of caffeine you know i have no problems with one or two um coffees a day but i'm talking excessive so i'm talking five to ten to even more and it's surprisingly you think oh that seems like a lot but but mm. it's actually quite a common thing Is i come across really? absolutely absolutely so so of course the less sleep hormone you have guess what you're going to have a better you're going to have a poorer quality of sleep and in um, later on in life, that becomes even a more of a problem. Too much alcohol, yes, is another problem. So yes. you know, we we tend to sort of think that we should be having. You know, it, it makes me sleep, but in fact, what it does is it might put you to sleep for an hour or so, and then guess what? You wake up. <laughs> so and then you can't get back to sleep. So you know, different thing, different um, um, parts of your body. Uh, metabolize alcohol very differently, so the liver, um, those sort of things. So it depends on the person, of course. Yes. But but it, but definitely, um, alcohol blocks the deep sleep. To NURFM, your easy listening alternative health and well being, and David Marston with us today. And the subject is insomnia. Now, I suppose a lot of people will pop a sleeping tablet, but there are alternatives. There, there are lots of alternatives, and. I'm going to mention three today, but there are many others. But the the three herbs that I would think is as my top picks for for helping in getting people to sleep. One is Californian poppy. Now this is a um, this has lots of um, health benefits. It's it's mildly sedative, and which is why it it's such a good thing in this sleep area and it promotes a calm state so i'll use it when people have a lot of stresses anxiety when their mind is just that that constant monkey chatter you know that busyness as we were saying earlier so it helps to induce sleep in a calm state so, so it's the poppy not, family, it's of course. The pop, it's not the um, not the opium, not poppy, the opium poppy. But yeah, so poppies, it's um, yeah, yeah. probably related. Well, would be related. It, yeah, it yeah. doesn't ca- ca- doesn't have any of the opium in the actual yeah in that mix. So we don't want to get confused with that. But it's very good. We use it also in ch- in children. Mm-hmm. So to help with sleep issues, and also very good for pain. So we talked earlier about pain can be one of the things that stop us from having a good night's sleep. So California poppy is excellent in in particular in that area. So I would use that for people who have who've got pain, who have got anxiety, stress, 
uh, and difficulty in getting off to sleep. What about cramps? Would yeah, yeah. Well, it's also good for that as well. Okay. So, so that's that's that would be my number one. Second one would be valerian. Now, everybody's probably heard of valerian, but this is mm. the there are different types, and this is the Mexican valerian that I have found to be um, much better in treating insomnia. So, studies have shown that it improves the sweet sleep quality. Okay. So that's important to so in sleep quality in getting off to sleep and encourages a, a, a more restful sleep or a deeper sleep. So it does all of those. So Mexican valerian is quite a good herb to use in there. Um, also, um, being it, it's, uh, it, it, in, in Mexico, they would sort of um, use it more for that insomnia. So it's quite a common herb in, in Mexico to use. And um, the third one, Mm-hmm. Is um, and this is a one of my you know one that I use for many different things is skullcap so scatillaria latifolia so it's a powerful herb that is really good in again for that anxiety stress but the biggie is actually with insomnia so it's a really good one as well um, it actually gives a sedative um, sort of property uh, help in inducing sleep and also. Um, pain. So some people can have um, nervous headaches and those sort of things. So it's quite good in that sort of area. So there would be my big three, but there are many other herbs that we could use depending on the condition that that is coming in the clinic that we would come. But there's just three. So California poppy, mm. Mexican valerian and skullcap. Would you use two of them at once or three you, of them you at could, once? You could. You could. So that they wouldn't it, yeah, work it would, against it, each no, other? No, no. Yeah. yeah, but remember that with herbs, they do a quite a, a big range of areas that they're covering. So they're not all just sleep things. They do things like pain, like I was saying earlier, pain relief. So if somebody's got sort of sleeping but due to pain, then I'd probably use a higher dose of um, the California poppy, but I may use some other herbs in there as well. So um, it mm. depends on the condition. To a new RFM, health and well-being. And David Marston, we're talking about insomnia. We've looked at some of the causes of insomnia. We've looked at some of the herbs that can help mm. um, if we suffer from insomnia. And now we're looking at lifestyle that helps you sleep. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a this is um part of what what I would go through with those particular people because there'll be aspects of their health that may be contributing to um their um sleep problems. So the first thing that I would do is look at their diet. Mm-hmm. So look at eating um less junk food. So cutting the sugars um making sure that um you know that they're not having those high sugar levels because high you know junk foods that can convert to sugar because they actually um, increase um, the insulin levels, which then stops you sleeping. Okay, so it's kind of like um, you don't need to be sleeping if you've got high insulin. Um, I suppose sugar's a fuel as well. That's so exactly it keeps right. Yeah, working. yeah. Okay, we've talked about alcohol and definitely limiting our. Um, caffeine, so we should really with those caffeine and alcohol, and we sort of think, oh well, you know, I'm not having caffeine, but remember that caffeine comes in those sugary drinks as well, those um, boosting energy boosting drinks. So, you know, we want to stop those about four to six hours before we actually um, go to bed. What about uh, chocolate? Um, look, dark chocolate. 
bit little bit different but the um the chocolate that is you know um full of um sugars and that sort of thing we want to try and avoid that so everybody sort of you know munches on a bit of chocolate but it needs to be the right chocolate yeah. um avoid those um heavy spicy foods um that we might tend to have about 4 to 6 hours so we must make sure that we're not eating too late and that can be a common problem since we get home. We might get home at 6, 6.30. You know, dinner takes, you know, we might have be di- eating dinner at more towards 8. Then we're heading off to bed at 9.30, 10 o'clock. It's way too – we need time for that food to be digested. And I think that's part of what I'm seeing in clinic as well, too, too, um, eating too late. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure your, your actual bed, your mattress, is actually comfortable. So make sure it's not too hard, not too soft, you know, all those sort of things. We need to make sure that they're, you know, you need to check that because a lot of my patients say, I've had to change my mattress because it was not suitable. And we think that a mattress, you know, once you've bought one, that's it. You do need to change them. And also the other one is to make sure that your room is dark. So make sure that we don't have outside lights coming into the actual room because that's a very big one. So we need to make sure we have block out um, uh, blinds that we're actually completely in a dark room that we don't have any of those low lights that can be coming through and I guess the other one that we're always sort of um, resorting to is making sure that we don't get on that Facebook or Instagram or those too late we must cut those out an hour or so before we actually want to go to bed because these admit um, the they have a particular light, and that light is more like daylight from mm-hmm. the computers. So our so through the retinas we have these um, receptors, and these receptors say that it's daylight. So why do we want to fall asleep when we're getting messages that it's actually daylight? So we do need to. And now you can get blue light recept you know things on your computers that do sort of put a yellow tinge on it. It's an interesting story that um, that nowadays with our computers and also our lighting, we're actually going for brighter lights. Yes. We're actually going for those digital really bright lights. Now, that's confusing because that's more like daylight. Mm. And it'll be 10 o'clock at night and our, yet our room or our kitchen or whatever is actually producing uh, a daylight light of things. So we need to remember, we need to go for those soft candlelit type of um, areas. So that's why I guess, you know, the, the, the dulling our, our lights down at night may be one of the things that we need to think about. So having a dimmer on lights. So dimmer on works. those sort of things is not a bad idea to sort and, of... And yellow lights rather than... The bright sort of things, bright yeah. white yeah. neon lights. Yeah, oh. it, it's, it's interesting that um, we, we actually sleep better in, in, a, in a lower, you know, when we actually have a lower light. So okay. yeah, so yeah. it's interesting that candles admit um, a yellow light. Ah uh, yes, yeah. so, so and of course that's been something that we had way back in yeah, our that's, dim distant that, So park. you just sort of wonder, don't you? You yeah. well, yes. <laughs> so insomnia, we've had a good look at that today. Yeah, and, we have. Uh, thank you, David Marston. Not a problem, that Jane. That is health My and pleasure. well-being, and we'll be back next Tuesday after the midday news on Two NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.